Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Villani, news director Lori Brooks. And now, from the Red Barn Studios, here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. In for Dr. Debbie today, Darius Starks, not to be confused with Darius Rucker, which I was corrected just a few minutes ago from Alan Cable. <laughs> Who's that, Hootie and the Blowfish, did you say? Yeah, he's a country music singing star. He used to be with Hootie. Hootie and the Blowfish. Yes, everybody knows who he is, Hal. Everybody. Darius Starks, I think, uh, a very... Uh, it's an attractive name. There is it a, is. But I, I like that name. It's a strong name. A yes. lot of testosterone in the studio today. <laughs> it's a romance novel name. Yeah. It's a romance novel name. It Darius is. Starks walked into the room. She melted instantly, seeing his firm, firm chest. Oh, so so what's, it, uh, what's it really like to work with Dr. Debbie? <laughs> Well, yes. No, Dr. White is amazing to work with. Her energy and compassion for working with animals is amazing. And um, I learn a lot. We have a lot of fun. Yeah, I hear. Like anal uh, gland fights. Anal <laughs> gland war. You know, mm-hmm. I try not to participate too sure. much. In. I'm usually the recipient sure. of yeah. the anal gland You thought cornhole was fun. Anal gland fighting is just something else. <laughs> yeah, next level. It's <laughs> uh, a... Family show. I'm a little uncut. He calls her Doctor White. I'm just. Uh, it's a little uncut. It's this disconcerting. I mean, I'm. I'm used to Doctor Debbie. I mean, th- this Doctor White stuff. Lose the respect, pal. Come on, lose I, the I, respect. Doctor Debbie. We're so used to calling her Doctor White around the office, but Doctor Debbie is what her clients call her and what she's known as. So it's very different, I guess, to call her Doctor Debbie. But I have to keep that in mind. Well, White is hard to uh, pronounce and uh, spell, <laughs> yes. so we just go with the yeah. first name. I, I know that you've been with her. How long have you worked there? The, you know, I've been here for a year. A year? Oh, you're a newbie. Yeah. yeah, I was previously practicing in the New York area, and um, yeah. we met up, and we hit it off, and I've been there. I've been here for a year now. What? what? That's such wow. a big move, New York to, to Las Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Why Why that? Yeah. Um, it was a great opportunity. We uh, work with a lot of non-traditional animals, too, so we see a lot of creepy crawly animals and yeah. animals with feathers and shells, and it's a great opportunity to get some experience and to work with these species. Oh, you're one of those that yes. likes all the creepy crawly. <laughs> are, are you like yeah. Dr. Debbie where she likes spells? She really digs a good uh, yeasty ear. <laughs> she does. And you know what? I usually try not to take in as much yeasty ears as possible. Just because my stomach isn't as strong as hers. Uh, um, well, you're every now and then I like a good a good abscess or something like that. Uh, that. Try to refrain. Oh, really, who doesn't? Yeah. Does, does doctor Does doctor Debbie ever prank you guys? Does she Does she ever pull any pranks? She doesn't. I try to get her sometimes to participate in some harmless pranks just to kind of lighten the office up. But she you know, it. she usually is pretty good and not trying to prank people. So. Okay, well, I'll give it another year or so. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Give it some time. This week on the big show, we have uh, really some incredible guests. We have Dr. Ann Forsland, who's going to tell us what your dog isn't telling you. You think you know your dog really well. Well, there's something your dog may not be telling you, and she will tell you what that is. Also, in a few minutes, we're going to talk to Johnny Dumas. Is it Dumas? Dumas? I think it's Dumas. 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 He, he created the spike bite, which is really just armor for your dog, just in case... They might get bitten, I guess. I, yeah, we'll, I we'll let him explain it. Mm-hmm. I'm not endorsing it. I'm just trying to find out what it's all about. I see pictures of it right here. I'll hold it up to the microphone so you can see. Kind of a neat looking product. Yeah. Also on the show, we're going to be talking to Pilots and Paws. These guys are doing great work flying animals that uh, need need to be flown either for adoption purposes or for health purposes across the country. And uh, apparently they have over 3,000 pilots that wow. do this. 
And we'll be talking to them in just a couple of minutes. But first, it's all about you. And we go to Christy. Hey, Christy. Hi. So what's going on? Well, we have, uh, of course, as everybody thinks so, the world's most adorable Labradoodle. <laughs> <laughs> but he um, he does fall short in the coming when he, he's called Arena. And I think we trained him so hard when he was young that he stopped um, coming unless you give him food. Oh, wow. He doesn't come unless you actually have a treat. Yes. And I then he does? He will. But, I mean, in everything else, he's just amazing. You know, first of all, I just want to say thank you for caring enough about your dog to actually look for help. And it makes me feel, you know, really good. Are there a lot of people in your family? Well, we have um, a 12-year-old daughter and a 14-year-old boy. But the interesting thing is, is this is our first pet for two generations. My husband and I grew up never owning pets, and um, this is so. This is our whole family's first pet. So I think my dog is beautifully trained. It's just the family that doesn't have a clue. Yeah, well, that's it's tough when when people are inconsistent. It's tough, you know. Uh, another thing to avoid doing is when you call your dog, don't do it repeatedly. Just call your dog one time, and then try a second time more firm. And if your dog ignores you, then pretty much you, all you can do is walk up and try to get the dog. If the dog runs away, don't chase him. Try running the opposite direction, and if that doesn't work, just ignore your dog. Because when you call a dog and a dog doesn't come over and over and over, you're teaching the dog that basically not to respond when you call her. So you should try not to do that. Uh, Another thing you have to remember is to set your dog and yourself up for success. So if you call your dog when your dog is doing something really interesting, like uh, playing with another dog or running to greet somebody or uh, uh, maybe there's pizza being eaten, you know, and your dog's chasing after that. Whatever a dog is interested in, whenever a dog is interested in something going on, you're setting yourself up for failure when you call your dog because your dog is not going to pay attention. Most won't. And another thing to remember is there's no such thing as a 100% guarantee that your dog will come no matter what what dog it is because dogs are not machines and they're unpredictable so they don't always come when you call them so there are little things you can do to teach your dog to come to you and to respect you there are games i like to play but it all starts on a leash you know the more time your dog spends on a leash with you the better and the more calm your dog is when you teach your dog things the better so the time not to attempt to teach your dog something is when your dog is excited and jumping and running and playing the time to teach your dog something and to give your dog affection is when your dog is calm just laying there the more affection you give your dog when your dog is calm the more calm your dog is going to learn to be over time so you pay no attention to your dog when your dog is jumping around excited and you give your dog lots of attention when your dog is being mellow and calm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So when your dog is mellow and calm, dogs love structure and routine. So every single day at the same time, if you could spend 10 to 15 minutes with your dog teaching your dog to come, you will see amazing results. And the best way to do that is to put your dog in a quiet room with no people, like the garage, for about 10 minutes. Then go get your dog, and if the dog starts jumping around when you come to get your dog, turn around, walk away, and close the door. And do it over and over. Because your dog's 10 months old, did you say? Yes. 
Do it over and over again until your dog just sits there and is calm. Then put the collar on. If the dog starts jumping around again, just put your hands up in the air and stand there. Look straight ahead. Don't move until your dog gets calm again. And it's a step-by-step process. It takes a lot of patience. Eventually, you're going you're gonna to take your dog outside into the yard to go to the bathroom. And after your dog goes to the bathroom, you're going to say, good dog. And you're going to have a 10-foot leash. And you're basically just going to let your dog do his thing. And you're gonna, you're gonna sit in a chair, or you're gonna stand there, and you're gonna give the come command. You know, come. Give him a gentle tug on the leash. And if he doesn't come to you, you're just gonna reel him in like a fish, and when he gets near you, you're gonna go, good dog. And then you're gonna repeat the process again, where he's just being a dog for 60 seconds or two minutes, and then, you know, you're gonna give him the come command, and then reel him in again, good dog. And you're gonna do it over and over and over again with the leash on, and you might have to do this for about a week. And another cool game to play is once you once you succeed with that is to get your family in a circle where the dog is in the middle and maybe you've got one of his favorite toys and you tell him to come and you give him the toy, but you need two toys. And then, you know, because dogs will drop the one toy to get the other toy. And then somebody else in the circle calls him and you've got the other toy. And when he comes over, you give him that toy while somebody picks up the toy he discarded. And you just do that for 15, 20 minutes. It's kind of like you're a teacher. Think of yourself as a teacher. Everybody with a dog, think of yourself as a teacher. Analyze your dog. Pay attention to your dog's behavior. Watch what motivates your dog and use that to your advantage in teaching your dog to obey you, to come when you call, and to behave calmly. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Well, I think I think you're you're a smart lady and I think you can do it. Just remember your dog's not a person, he's not a human. They're not motivated like people are and they don't have people emotions. So you have to learn to kind of get inside his head, which is not that difficult if you pay attention to his body language, how he moves, how he looks at you. Whenever your dog is staring staring at you for long periods of time, he's looking for leadership. That's why they stare at you. Okay, because when he comes to the, he also doesn't come in the house. He'll stand at the door. He'll just stand there and he'll say, "Come on, come on in, Chevy," and he just stands there and looks at us. What well, he's learned to con- that point to get him across. Well, the see now, now think of it. Think of it from your dog's point of view. Your dog has mastered manipulating you in that way. He's yes, learned yeah. that when he. <laughs> See, so your dog has learned that when he stands at the door, you react and give him attention. Is that not true? Correct. Okay, so now when your dog stands at the door, what are you going to do next time? Just walk away. Ignore him. Absolutely. Give him one shot at coming in without talking, though. You know, in general, if people could understand this and really hear this, the less talk you do, the better with a dog. Just one chance to come in, open the door. Don't even say come. Make a hand signal, a swoosh. If he doesn't do it, close the door. For 30 minutes, pay no attention to him, no matter what he does. 30 minutes? Yep. That just seems like a lifetime in dog. <laughs> it isn't. It isn't. Well, it's just, see, I think I'm just a sucker. You know, I tell people to take control of the food. You know, before you feed your dog, stand there for a full minute on the clock looking straight ahead because this tells the dog that you're in charge and then put okay. the food down and make them wait another minute. And let me tell you this. Dogs love structure. They love it when there's rules. They love to know what's expected of them. They love to know where you want them to sleep. They love to know when you want them to eat. They love to know when you want them to come in the house after you. They love, they thrive on all of them. And the the more of it you give them, the calmer they get. Just like kids. 
It's just, it is just like kids. You have to be a leader, <laughs> and you have to be a fair, trustworthy leader and a consistent, calm leader. Thanks for your call, Christy. We appreciate it. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Attention sports fans, now you can watch every football game you want all season long without leaving your home with Dish for about 50 bucks a month. Compared to your cable bill, you can save almost $600 a year. Call right now and sign up for Dish and watch every football game you want. With Dish, there are no boxes to pay, plus get free installation as soon as tomorrow if you call now. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch your favorite sports and channels on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Be one of the first 100 orders right now and get a free voice remote. Don't miss a single football game all year long and save a ton of money. Get a free voice remote and free installation as soon as tomorrow. But you gotta call All American Dish right now. 800 380 4452. 800 380 That's 800-380-4452. It's Animal Radio, and there is a tremendous amount of testosterone in the studio today. Tell me about it. Yeah, so here's the deal. Dr. Debbie is out today, and in for Dr. Debbie is Darius Rucker. No, Darius... Starks. Starks. <laughs> Who's Darius Rucker? Why, do, why does that Darius mean? Darius Rucker from Hootie. Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh, Country is, is that... Oh, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> I knew a name, and you knew the answer. <laughs> Together, Darius yeah. Rucker? <laughs> a dog trainer, Alan Cable, is here. Dog father, Joey Volani, is here. Tammy Trujillo is not. She's also a little bit under the weather. And yes, get better, Tammy. You're doing the news today, right? I am. This is your first time doing it. It is. You really come a long way in the last... Uh, <laughs> I have. Let's uh, also go to line five. We have Eric calling from Reading, I assume, listening on WEEU. Hey, Eric. Yes. Hi, the voice of Berks County. It is. It's a great station. A lot of people love their animals over there in Reading. You notice that? I, I had a border collie. She was 15 she, when she passed away. Mm. Uh, my, my dog is a, my dog I have problems with. Uh, it's a little bit of potty training and uh, the nasty habits. It's a fox terrier uh, Jack Russell mix. A very high-energy ah. dog. What are you doing about that? What do you do about your high energy dog? How do you how do you how do you exercise your high energy dog? Well, she like I take her for walks. It's hard for me to walk sometimes. She I had the hardest time trying to keep her with me on a leash. She always wanted to do her thing, like walk ahead of me, and I took her on a leash a little bit and try to get her to my side. But very very high energy. And I had yeah. her for a walk in the field once, and a hawk almost got her. The osprey wanted to get her in the worst way. I scared the osprey away. Yeah, so what's your problem? What's what's going on? Well, she just wants to play all the time. I take her out to go to go potty. She just wants to run around and chase me and uh, make me chase her and stuff, and then she won't go. If I put her on a leash to make her stay in the yard so she's trying to run off in the fields on me, then she won't go at all. And uh, I don't want to you know, hurt her or you know, do anything like that. I scold her. Well, and, no, thank you. No, yeah. yeah. You know, it all starts with the leash. I'm glad you walk her. How, how many times a day do you walk her? Well, it's hard for me to walk, so it's usually just once a day. Twice, yeah, so, twice a day. I go for about a quarter mile walk or so. Does she like to fetch? Does she like to just chase balls and bring them back or anything like that? 
Yes, that's the obsession. It's an obsession with her. Chasing balls and bringing them back to me. Sometimes she won't bring okay. it back to me. Well, I can't throw it if you don't bring it back to me. And she looks at me and barks. You know what, Eric? One of the hardest things about doing this show is that I can't be there with you to see what you're doing, to see how you're speaking to your dog, to see how much you're talking to your dog. So to make it very simple, when you're, when you're going to the bathroom, when you're taking your dog to the bathroom and when you're playing, you've got to make two distinct separate events in your dog's mind. Your dog has to know in his mind that it's time to go to the bathroom and it's not playtime. But the first most important thing, with especially a terrier or a small breed like that, is to tire that dog out every day and make sure that dog gets a lot of exercise. Because they are so high energy, they've got to be fulfilled. And when they're not finding fulfillment, when they're not getting their energy out, they're going to act all crazy all the time. So that's the best way to know your dog's not getting okay. enough energy. So maybe, yeah. you know, I, I don't know how much it costs. Maybe there's somebody in your neighborhood like Judy, a dog walker, that can walk your dog every day for you. And, and maybe you can play with your dog to the point where your dog is actually panting and tired and wants to lay down and not play. So it's you would actually sit. To her. She just wants to keep going and going. In the middle of the night, she'll start getting her squeaky toys and <laughs> putting them in well, my again, face. Because... Again, again, that is because the dog is not getting enough exercise during the day. Yeah. So if, you, if your dog's getting enough exercise, then your dog will be a lot more mellow and lay around a little bit. Even terriers will just lay around a little bit. So you got to find a way to tire your dog out. And then when you take your yeah. dog to the bathroom, you don't want to talk, Eric. You don't want to talk at all. You just want to put your dog on the leash. You bring your dog outside. You kind of just stand there. You look off into the distance. You wait for your dog to start sniffing around. Once they start sniffing around, that's their signal that they're actually getting ready to go to the bathroom. And when your dog starts to do that and give you that signal, you pick a set of words, uh, like maybe go to the bathroom, and you just say it over and over. Don't use the words hurry up, because the words hurry up, you might use that around people. You know, you might say, hey, hurry up, hurry up, we're going to the restaurant. Hurry up, we're going to the sports, so we're going to the game. So you don't want to use words that you would use all the time. Maybe go to the bathroom would be the best words. And so when your dog starts sniffing around, when your dog, go pee. Yeah, when your dog starts sniffing around, you just stand there and go, go pee, go pee, go pee. And you say it three times, stop. And then do it again. Go pee, go pee, go pee. Then when your dog does start go to the bath, to go to the bathroom, just be silent. After your dog has gone to the bathroom, you say, good dog, and you give your dog a treat. And then it's playtime or go back in the house time. And you do it consistently. What about the go ahead, buddy. problem? She used to ride my arm for some strange reason. She just started laying on the sofa watching TV. She called and started humping my arm. What do you yeah, do? Well, you know, no. There's, well, that's good. Yeah, just go, no. And, and give her a, a little poke in the neck with your fingers. Anything you don't like. When she's doing what you do like, you go, good dog. But don't try not to talk so much. You know, try not to have long conversations with her. Try to use just as as in try to try to be very very uh, disciplined with the words you use and how often you talk to your dog till she starts to calm down. And then you can start talking to her and stuff. You know, especially when she's doing the right behaviors, you can actually talk to her and soothe her. But when you're training a dog, you don't want to talk too much. With my experience with my border collies, and they're, they're very smart dogs, they're very higher energy dogs also. Um, well, my bar, more border collies, it was an angel dog. She was a dog, a dog sent from heaven, I think, because uh, she listened. And uh, one time I used it, one time I patted her on the back. I used to buff pat her on the back. 
She said, I love you. She barked, well, I love you. <laughs> she licked me. It was a cute, wonderful, wonderful thing. You ever see that dog on the internet that actually was going, oh, roar, roar. Here it is. I have it right here. Well, there you there you go, Eric. I mean, you know, you know, you love border collie, so maybe you should get another dog, a border collie. Another dog would tire your terrier out too. They could just run around like maniacs together. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Red Barn canned food for cats and dogs is grain and gluten free. All I can do is try. Well, we'll be gentle on you. You promise. Okay? We understand that you're not the normal news lady. Okay. <laughs> but I'm ready. I, I'm ready to do that. You ready for the big sounder guy? Because this one always intimidates me. Alan, are you ready? Wait, let me get I'm some ready. popcorn. Stop it. You guys are making it worse now. You're making me nervous. Put go. the spotlight this on. Cue the balloons. This is an Animal Radio News Update. Hi, I'm Judy Francis. A few weeks ago, we talked about dogs and cats getting sick after eating treats made in China. But despite years of testing, federal authorities haven't been able to figure out what was in the treats that's causing the problem. The FDA says the treats have been linked to reports of over 5,000 cats and dogs getting sick and over 1,000 dogs dying. Now, both Petco and PetSmart say they aren't going to wait to find out what's wrong. They're going to stop selling Chinese-made treats. Since the reports began, both chains have been cutting down on Chinese-made treats, and both say they'll now expand their line of American-made products, along with treats made in New Zealand, Australia, and South America. Now that the weather is getting warmer, you have to start worrying about fleas, ticks, and mosquitoes feasting on your pets. There are plenty of products out there, so how do you choose? An online survey sent to newsletter subscribers of DogChannel.com asked 2,700 dog owners whether they preferred using a topical product that kills pests through contact or oral treats that only kill treats and ticks after they bite the animal. Overwhelmingly, dog owners gave topical treatments the thumbs up. In fact, 84% said they used them over the oral products. The survey was part of DogChannels.com's Why Wait for the Bite campaign. Finding just the right pet might be as easy as going to your smartphone. Superfish is a Palo Alto-based startup that specializes in image search. It's now created an app called Pet Match that lets you look for adoptable pets in your area based on photo technology. Here's how it works. You upload a picture of your pet you wish you could find. It might be a dog you see at the bark park, or maybe you want a cat that looked just like the one you used to have. If you don't have a photo, you can even choose a picture from the app's internal library. PetMatch then does an image recognition search of similar adoptable pets in your area and gives you the info to connect with the shelter or rescue that has them. I'm Judy Francis. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. Oh, yes. Can we get our, can we get our judges' scores? 
Nine. Bruno, wow. Bruno Tomliani. Bruno Tomliani. Judy. Judy, my dear. Yes. That yes, was yes. a tantalizing, salacious celebration of sensory overloaded and a passion and excitement. You, my dear, you belong here. You belong here. <laughs> just, just a caution. Just a caution. Pull your shoulders back when you say your piece. That's, that's my only thing. <laughs> this has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Live at the Red Barn Studios, you're listening to Animal Radio. Here's Hal and Judy. In the past, we've talked to pilots that fly animals around, also uh, truck drivers that drive animals around from different shelters uh, to get them adopted or, or if they have health problems, getting them from one part of the country to the other. There is an organization called Pilots and Paws, and I noticed them getting a lot of traction on Facebook lately. And they have over 3,800, excuse me, 3,100 pilot volunteers wow who fly these animals all across the country. And we have Kathleen Quinn Charleston, Executive Director of Pilots and Paws, joining us. Hi, how are you doing, Kathleen? Good, thank you so much for having me on the show. Now, where are you located? We're um, based out of Landrum, South Carolina, but we have pilots in all 50 states. How, How long has this organization been around? It's been around for about six years now. We started in early 2008. There are a couple of other organizations like this, aren't there? Yeah, there are. Um, You know, we started um, kind of actually by chance. It was almost, you know, it happened by accident, as, you know, many great things do. We have two co-founders. We have um, animal rescuer Debbie Boyce, who have been rescuing animals by actually setting up ground transport, which you kind of mentioned, Uh um, for decades. And then we also had pilot John Werenberg. And what happened was Debbie was adopting a Doberman who had actually been badly abused in dog fights in Florida. And so, you know, the the obstacle that, you know, usually arises when people adopt animals for shelters is how do I get this, you know, new um, dog from Florida to my house in South Carolina? So um, Debbie kind of put the word out to her friends to see if anyone would be making the trip. And pilot John Werenberg stepped up and said he'd be happy to fly down there and bring Brock home. Wow. What is the benefits yeah. of doing it by plane versus automobile? Yeah, so one of the things is that our pilots can usually cover um, longer distances faster. Uh-huh. And so whereas, um, you know, most of our pilots fly about 250 miles each. So they will relay together to cover longer distances, you know, maybe 800 miles might take three or four different pilots. Whereas if you were doing that same trip by car, you know, it could take 10 to 12 drivers all driving one-hour increments because, not only do you have to drive the animal where it's going, but then you also have to drive yourself back. Right. And, yeah, you know, these animals are already coming from incredibly stressful situations in the shelters. And so this really reduces the number of people that they have to, um, you know, kind of meet over the course of the journey. Mm-hmm. So it tends to be a lot less stressful on the animals. Hmm. I, I can barely hear you. Do you have your hand over the bottom of the phone? Um, I am on my cell phone. Let me... Yes, there. Oh, much great. better. Oh, good. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Ooh, there you go. There you are. Oh, you're a female. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did she switch she switched to yellow tooth? Is that what happened? <laughs> yes. The yellow tooth connection much better now. Uh, pilotsandpaws.org is the website that you want to check out. Now, tell me, the most of the animals that you're transporting, what is their situation? Are they ill? Are they sick? Or they just need to find homes or what? Yeah, most of the animals that we're transporting are rescues, and they're usually coming from kill shelter type situations, and then rescues um, that will find them homes pull them from the shelters, or they're going directly to the adoptive families that are um, giving them a forever home. Do you only transport dogs? No. You know, it's a common thing is that people do think they kind of conjure the image of dogs being flown by piles and paws just because of our name. But we fly cats, we fly guinea pigs, 
Really, as long as it's a rescue, we've flown boa constrictors out of the wow. Everglades. Yeah, so as long as it's a rescue type situation. <laughs> and we also we also help with um, service animals. So if there's a service animal that, you know, needs to get somewhere to get the training so that it could someday help someone, you know, to kind of complete daily tasks in their everyday life. Um, we've flown some military working dogs, which is, you know, really relevant having um, this be the day after Memorial Day. Sure. So uh, this has to cost money, lots of money. I would imagine that just the jet fuel alone. Yeah, we have um, a donation link on our website, and our website is www.pilotsandpaws.org. And, you know, I'm not sure if you're able to share that on your site for your viewers to your listeners. Damn straight we will. <laughs> yeah, good. It's pilots and then just the letter N. That's sometimes where the confusion comes. Pilots and pause.org. You're doing good so, work, Kathleen. There's a there's a billionaire looking to change his image now that could use some help in the public arena. You might hit him up for some cash. This guy, Donald Sterling. Yeah, down I there think you should email cow. that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do need actually jet pilots because, like I said, most of our pilots can only cover about 250 miles. We, we're in desperate need of the jet pilots who can make some, you know, long transports from coast to coast. Did you guys hear about the dog, Lad, who needed to get to UC Davis for medical attention? No, tell us. Um, a couple months ago? Yeah, so it was. it's a really, really sad story. Um, he was shot, actually, in the face. Oh. And, um, yeah, he lost the lower portion of his jaw. The Aerofund stepped in. You know, they decided they were going to take care of him, get him all the medical attention that he needed. Um, the veterinarians in Kentucky took it, you know, the procedures as far as they could. It was a miracle that they were really able to even save his life. And so the Aerofund actually reached out to us to see if we could provide the very, very far transport, you know, out to California. And um, it was very fortunate that we actually do have a handful of jet plane owners. And one of them stepped up, you know, it was a couple thousand miles to get him out there, but we made it happen really within about 48 hours. Wow. Of the request. Wow. I saw that story. Yeah. I yeah, did see that story. I did see pictures of that dog. Yeah, it actually became an international story. I know pictures were going on, you know, around all over Europe, Ireland. Um, you know, a lot of people really rallied together to try to save his life. Let's give out the website one more time. Okay. That's pilotsandpaws.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and on Twitter. Don't and you have like a trillion gazillion Facebook fans? Yeah, you know, it's actually been growing a lot. We're at about 120,000 fans. Wow. So we post daily stories um, to the Facebook page and to the website. So I think people really like following along with updates, you know, seeing the successes that our pilots are doing. We've actually had some people actually, you know, take flight lessons just to become P&P volunteers. Mm. Wow. So anyone out there who's ever thought about, you know, maybe perhaps flying a plane, make your flight training text deductible by flying a P&P mission while you're learning and building your hours. What is the uh, strangest animal you've ever transported? Well, um, a pilot actually in South Carolina transported two small donkeys. So that <laughs> oh, always wow. kind of, <laughs> yeah, that always surprises people. So, um, you know, we've had a lot of different requests. I know we had a request for an African lion, but we didn't have a plane big enough that he could stay crated the whole time. You know, a lot of the times the pilots assemble the crates in, in their planes and then, you know, put the dogs in through, through the door and then into the crates. But I don't think anyone really wanted to take the chance of doing that with a lion. Mm. <laughs> Do the Guardians pay for any of this? I know. Oh, no, no. Okay. Actually, um, no, it's all, all free. So every PNP flight, there's no charge for a flight. Mm. Wow. 
Awesome. Okay, make that donation now. You know, we talk about a lot of great organizations that are doing work. We tell you the organizations to stay away from. This is one that you want to definitely consider. If you're not going to give locally in your own area, I'll give you to this organization who does great work nationwide. It's called Pilots in Paws. That's with uh, N in the middle, pilotsinpaws.org. We'll put links over at animalradio.com. Kathleen, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Take care. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at animalradio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your Dish-authorized retailer now. 800-380-4452. 800-380-4452. That's 800-380-4452. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and e-autopay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Red Barn. And during these uncertain times, Red Barn is grateful for the consistent love and joy our pets bring into our lives. They're also grateful for their all-natural, long-lasting dog chews. Now diligently working alongside their pet parents, your dog deserves a break in between video chat appearances and lap sitting. Red Barn chews are the natural way to distract your dog during the day or give their paws a break from typing up emails. Thanks, Red Barn, for underwriting Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Uh, hi, uh, Tiana. Tiana? Tiana. Hi, Tiana. How are you doing? Fantastic. And yourself? Oh, splendid. What's going on? I have a nine-month-old um, English Mastiff puppy. And she jumps like a Mustang, and it's killing me. I got her when sure. she was about five months, and she kind of came doing that. And I've been really strict trying to train her. And she she generally won't do it, like, to me, but to my partner, most of all, when, when she's getting fed. And she's, like, now she's about 110 pounds. Before, she was oh. only, like, 60, 70. It wasn't so, so bad, but it was still a lot. Now she's getting bigger, and I'm afraid because she knocks us over. Well, might I say, first of all, Tiana, that is a gorgeous name, and I like it so much I'm going to take it from you, and from now on I want you folks to address me as Tiana Cable. Thank we you so much. That. that is a gorgeous name. But, you know, it's funny. When a person gets a dog when they're little and they're puppies and they're jumping on you and you think, oh, they love me, they like me. Actually, when a dog jumps on you, what a dog is doing is invading your space and disrespecting you and taking you over. So it's not really happiness and love. It's disrespectful. So to teach your dog not to jump on people, you said when you feed the dog, the dog jumps on your partner. You're going to have yes. to stand there with a, you're going to have to learn, you're going to have to learn to be quiet and stand still a lot. Can you do that? Can you be quiet and stand still a lot? I'm talking for like a minute on the clock. Both of you have to learn to do this. Do you think you can do that? Yeah, that'll be something we can do. Okay, what you're going to want to do is whenever your dog jumps on you, you're going to take a firm step forward and use a word, whatever word it may be. For me, it's, hey, hey. You take a firm step forward to where you almost knock the dog over, okay? And you say, hey. In that way, you're taking your space back. And you're going to do that every time the dog jumps on you. And then you're just going to stand there silently looking straight ahead. Don't look at your dog. Don't talk to your dog. Now, at feeding time, when you take the dog's food, you take the dish, you put the food in the dish, and you stand there with the dish 
You don't say anything. You don't do anything. You just look ahead with the food, and you do not put that food down until the dog becomes totally calm. And you might have to stand there for a minute or two or three on the clock, but you don't put the food until the dog down till the dog is calm. Then when you do put the food down, you don't let the dog go at it immediately. You stand in front of right. it and and just right. look ahead. Stand in front of it. He tries to run around you. You change direction and herd him away. You take total control of the food, and you don't let the dog have the food until he's calm and until you give him the go-ahead. And use a hand signal for the go-ahead. Don't use the word okay. Use a hand signal. Point at the okay. food. Your, your dog will totally understand it's okay to eat now. But you've got to be consistent, and your partner's got to take her space back and teach the dog to respect her. Does that make sense to you? It totally does. Like, we have a boy also. He's two. And he's she did really, really good with him. It's just it's just a puppy. She's, I don't know, this dog is crazy. And she's been that way, like, since she came. We have other dogs, and she's trained them all that exact same way. We put the food down. They don't move until we let them know it's okay to eat. But um, yeah. this puppy, she's kind of, uh, okay. I'll, she's I'll got, got a lot so of we'll energy. Tiana, she's got a lot of energy. You know, when people go to buy dogs, what do people do? They walk in the pet store, and they, they pick the dog that's the most lunatic. You know, he's wagging his tail. He's jumping around. He's shaking back and forth. And people go, oh, he likes me. I want that one. Well, see, actually, that dog is just very, very excited. And when you pick a dog out, you got to pay attention to the excitement level of the dog. You'll see some dogs are just sitting there, and they're not doing anything. And people are like, oh, I don't want that one. He doesn't like me. But in reality, you might want that dog because he's already calm and mellow. So you don't have to teach him to be calm and mellow. With an excited dog, you have to teach the dog to mellow out. And it's a little bit of work. It's a little bit of work. Yeah, it's feeling like a lot of work. She, my daughter has cerebral palsy, and every time she walks away, she's eight. And the puppy jumps up and hits, pushes her in her back with her front paws. So here's how you stop it, girl. Here's how you stop it. You know the dog is going to do it. So you have your mm -hmm. daughter turn to walk away. As soon as the dog makes his move, you step right in front and go, hey. And you, and you, and you hit him, not hit him with your hand. You poke him in the neck gently with your fingers, like, like your teeth or your fingers. You poke him and you walk okay. right in front of him and you move him back. And you okay. teach the dog to respect people's spaces. So you, you have to be alert. You have to watch what's going on and be there to make the correction. So the best thing to do is keep your dog locked up until you're ready to work with him in that way, to give him the exercise. So you're going to call your daughter into the room. You're going to say, okay, we're going to do it now. So then your daughter starts to walk away. You're ready. The dog makes his move. You step in front. Hey! And you take away the space. You don't let him invade your daughter's space. And you're going to teach him with routine and consistency and calm energy that, no, you're not allowed to invade people's spaces and jump on them. That is not behavior that I want. And that's okay, how you and do I'm, it. This question's answer should be obvious, but like with our other dogs, make sure they're not in the same room, correct? Yeah, well, if the other dogs are contributing, I'd have to be there to see it. But sometimes dogs are instigators. And, and you might have a dog that's calmer than you think, and the other dog is getting them all revved up. So, yeah, you want the other dog. Yeah you, yeah, you have to work with them individually. And, again, like I always tell people, you've got to walk your dogs every day. It all starts with the walk. The walk is so important. Yeah, and make sure he's not in front of you. Make sure he's not in front of you pulling on the leash. He's he's on your side. Oh, she's crapping out. I'm sorry, Tiana Cable can no longer hear you, but I know you're going to do a great job. Just be calm, 
and be be and be consistent and teach your dog rules. And thanks for calling. one 405 People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Red Barn canned food for cats and dogs is grain and gluten-free. Celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Villani, news director Lori Brooks. And now, from the Red Barn Studios, here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. In for Dr. Debbie today is Darius Starks. Starks. Is it Starks? Yeah. Darius. I, Darius. Romance novel star. You know, the guy in the romance novel who gets the chicks, you know? And this is this guy has been appointed by her. She actually works with this guy. Is she that does, and she she's vouching for him. So has she warned him about us? I'm sure she has. She had a week to warn us, okay. warn him. I mean, <laughs> okay, okay. Well, he'll be answering your questions in just a few minutes, right here on Animal Radio. Also right on the way, the baby, uh, Doctor Ann Forsland. Is that correct, Annie Forsland? Annie Forsland. I don't yes. know my glasses on. Yes. What your dog isn't telling you. And she's going to be talking about pain because yeah. oftentimes when our animals are in pain, they don't really show it like we do. Like no. I, I get a paper cut, I'll uh, scream and cry and call everyone. It. I'll text, I'll Facebook it, you know. But when a dog hurts themselves. Or a cat. May not necessarily know they're in pain. Well, so, they, they, they do know, but they hide it because they're trying to, protect. trying to protect themselves because they can't let others know that there's something wrong because then that's just like us men survival it is it is yes. just like us Same men thing. yes she i Same believe thing. put a uh, camera a video camera in a room where there was an ill animal mm-hmm. and the animal did show pain when it was alone but when people walked into the room mm-hmm. uh, it disguised it just, the pain yes, so very interesting stuff she'll be in the studio in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. Also, Spike Bite. This is really weird. This is, uh, <laughs> I, I guess this guy invented something to protect his dog, his small dog, small dog. from being bitten by other dogs. And it's like armor. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's kind of weird, but we're going to find out about it right here on Animal Radio. Hey, Doc. Hi, how are you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Dr. Starks, I want you to meet Alan Cable. Hi, Hi Doc. Nice how are you, buddy? You. I'm doing well. Hey, uh, but you know. Before we continue, we should describe to the ladies uh, how wonderfully looking you are and that you should be in the Veterinarian Monthly in the uh, Best Vet uh, Edition. You should be number one or number two at least. Like the center Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yes. I mean, six-pack, all of that. <laughs> He's got it on his back, yes. though. That's the problem. It's on his back. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And the sides. <laughs> so you were appointed by Dr. Debbie to answer questions today. You must, uh, you must rate, certainly. I feel honored. Um, yeah. the radio show and journalism communication is very important to Dr. White and for her to entrust me with this means a lot. Uh, let's take your first call. We have Dr. Darius Starks in for Dr. Debbie White today and we have Sue on the phone. Hi, Sue. Hi, how are you today? Good. Where are you calling from? Um, Denver, Pennsylvania. Oh, listening on WEEU? Yes. That's such an awesome station out there. You guys yes, lo- love your animals is. too. Yes, we do. <laughs> so what's going on with yours? Okay, um, this is a cat that was out in my barn for a little while, and I decided to bring him in. I had him tested for F- for feline leukemia and feline AIDS. 
he's negative for leukemia, but he's positive for AIDS. And he was in pretty bad shape. Um, fleas, lice, parasites, the whole thing. Now, um, I'm a little bit concerned about his stools. There's no formation. It's just like runny, a runny like a cow pop. And the vet had him on, it's, I'll spell it for you, P-R-O-B, like in Victor, I-A-B-L-E-D-C. One capsule a day for the stools, but I see no, no formation. And she also prescribed to have them on CD prescription wet and dry. Well, hi, Sue. Hi. Um, your cat was diagnosed with uh, commonly called feline AIDS, um, but it's also known as FIV or feline immunodeficiency virus. And cats can have an advanced form of it that does turn into feline AIDS or feline acquired immunodeficiency virus. Um, okay. It's a very challenging disease to manage. And just like the human immunodeficiency virus, there is no treatment for it. Um, okay. And as far as the stools, feline immunodeficiency virus, or FIV, it can cause many different effects to the body uh, because what it does is it suppresses the immune system. So things that normally wouldn't affect a healthy cat can cause them to have diarrhea, um, can cause them to have infections in the respiratory tract or urinary tract, and it becomes a challenge to manage. Um, as far as the veterinary's recommendation Typically, we place cats on prescription diets like CD if they have right. any type of urinary problems. Okay. Um, infections, stones, anything like that can definitely be uh, a cause or need for a prescription diet. I would definitely want to do regular checks with your vet just to see how things are progressing because, because of the complexity of the disease and how it affects multiple things in the body. You definitely want to have them checked up. Um, okay. Is this cat, uh, is he still intact or is he neutered? Yeah, he is neutered. Okay. Um, it's really common for cats that live outside, especially male cats, uh, to acquire FIV just because uh, the way it's transmitted is through fights typically or bites with other cats. And cats, as we all know, right. especially if they're outside, can be very territorial. Um, one thing you definitely want to do, too, is monitor if he's eating and what he's eating. Um, okay. We want to make sure that he's not eating um as many random things as possible. If he still spends a time, a lot of time outside, he definitely probably is doing some hunting. But no, changes in the diet. Five. Okay, sounds good then. That's definitely right good. Definitely, yeah. especially if he has the um, the feline AIDS. It's definitely important to keep him inside so he doesn't transmit the disease to other cats. And also, too, okay. so you can monitor him closely. Um, but reducing things like treats and making sure that his diet stays consistent can also help with diarrhea. Oh, okay. That uh, that loose stool, is that part of the disease, or could that be part of the disease? It can definitely be, just because um, this virus attacks the immune system. So normal bacteria that won't cause a problem in a healthy cat, they be can become what we call opportunistic or cause a problem, because the immune system can keep it in check. Okay. The Basically, I should keep them on the CD diet, nothing else. I definitely would because there probably is some urinary problems that the veterinarian either suspects or definitely has seen. And changing the diet can actually cause the formation of urinary tract infections, okay. urinary stones, and crystals. Okay. The medicine is, uh, you said it was prednisol or is it uh, a steroid prednisone? What was it? Um, Proviable. 
P-R-O-V-I-A-D-L-E. Okay. I'm not familiar with that drug. There's lots of different um, treatments for diarrhea, and I'm assuming that it's a probiotic just because that's prominent. And uh, probiotics act to kind of repopulate those good bacteria in the GI tract. So it can help with diarrhea and loose stools. Okay. Hope that helps you, Sue. Yes, it does help very much. Thank you so much. Good talking with you, Sue. Keep in in touch. Let us know how that goes there. In for Dr. Debbie, Darius Starks. Is that your real name? That that can't be real name, is it? It is real. (laughs) I love it. It is real. No relation to Tony Starks. You are filling in for Dr. Debbie now. Does she have uh, anal gland fights with you? I know that she does that with some of the other ta- or with some of the other. Uh, she is known. She's notorious. She'll express anal glands and she will aim for people. Yes, that's what and I. And the smell lingers, <laughs> so that's her specialty. So yes, she is known for that. That's <laughs> my Dr. Debbie. Yes. <laughs> You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Red Barn. And during these uncertain times, Red Barn is grateful for the consistent love and joy our pets bring into our lives. They're also grateful for their all-natural, long-lasting dog chews. Now diligently working alongside their pet parents, your dog deserves a break in between video chat appearances and lap sitting. Red Barn chews are the natural way to distract your dog during the day or give their paws a break from typing up emails. Thanks, Red Barn, for underwriting Animal Radio. Vinny Penn, your party animal, coming at you, the party animal segment. want to talk to you about a little something called dog sitting. Girlfriend of mine is in town this summer. Uh, she gave me a new number to call her at. I said, oh, you're not staying with your folks? And she said, well, no, I'm dog sitting for the summer. I'm like, what do you mean dog sitting? Well, my... Friends went away. I'm staying in there. Well, you're house sitting then. I said to her, you're house sitting. And she's like, well, no, actually, I'm here for the dog. The dog is the priority. I'm like, so if the house is burning down, you run in, you save the dog. You don't run back in for anything else. The house is the dog is the number one priority. Are you going back in maybe for, you know, some documents, uh, some trophies, uh, you know, know, house sitting, the, the People who live there, one of the guys is a doctor. Are you going in for any of his degrees on the walls or, any, or is it just the dog? She's like, Vinny, stop ranting and raving. Start, stop being the party animal. I'm sitting for the dog. And I said, well, why don't you just bring the dog to your house? Unacceptable by the owners. Dog needs to stay in its environment. And I'm like, well, what if that environment burns down as we just discussed? She's like, listen, I take the dog sitting very seriously. I said, are you being paid for the dog sitting? She's like, no, Vinny, they're friends. And herein came the best part. And I said, so all day long, you're just going to sit around and take care of this dog, take this dog for what? She's like, well, I love the dog. And I'm like, well, of course, I get that. We're all dog lovers. She's like, yeah, I'm just going to swim in the pool. And that's when I really decided, folks, and for my girlfriend, Doreen, who's listening, you're not dog sitting. And no, you're not house sitting. But you are, my dear, pool sitting. Vinny Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. People do some pretty goofy things when they drink. 
Three Lithuanian students thought climbing into a giraffe's cage at a local zoo seemed like a good idea after a few drinks, but the giraffe did not appreciate the prank. The 1.3-ton giraffe named Salute flew into a rage and attacked the three student trespassers. All were bruised and battered. 22-year-old Ruta Grayshoot was hospitalized with a broken collarbone and nose. A spokesperson from the Kiwanis Zoo warned that it was a very silly prank and that the scared giraffe could have stomped her to death. So remember, never drink and drive or jump in a giraffe's cage. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Yeah, puppy pads are convenient, but sometimes they're really gross. That's why the Animal Radio Studio stunt dog, Ladybug, uses the brilliant pad self-cleaning puppy pad. We love how it handles number one and number two. It seals away the waste and replaces dirty pads for us. Brilliant pad keeps our home clean and smelling fresh. All we do is replace the roll once every few weeks, and the process is fast and clean. In fact, Ladybug gives it five paws up. Learn more about it at BrilliantPad.com. Hi, this is Elaine Boozer on Animal Radio. Stay new to your pets and some of your exes. <laughs> You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. I believe we have a call for Joey Volani. We have Lorraine on the phone. Hi, Lorraine. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Doing good. What's up? Well, I have a question. Um... About my dog, and he likes to swim, and now the weather's getting warmer. And I was wondering about the, the chlorine in the pool. Does that affect their coat? And, you know, when I have my dog groomed, is it okay for him to jump the same day in the pool? Like, what do you do about that? You know what? The chlorine is, is not really good at all for the coat. Um, matter of fact, you will definitely want to get it out of the coat. And the best way to do it is when your dog comes out of the pool and he's not or she's not going back in anymore, if you can, you know, get some, you don't even have to shampoo it, just get some conditioner and okay. get yourself some clean water, okay, and um, what mm-hmm. you want to do is just rub the conditioner in, rinse it out with clean water, because what happens with chlorine is n- not only the obvious, we know it's going to dry out the skin, it's going to chafe, irritate, and all of right. that, but it's going to build up in that coat, and when chlorine actually dries, it actually leaves a residue, and sometimes it's even powdery, you can see it, so what mm-hmm. ends up happening is that will build up in the coat to the point where it could start knotting and tangling because anything that leaves buildup is going to be a little bit sticky. So when hair moves and it binds to itself, it's, it's going to move, bind, move, bind, move, bind, and then I have knots and tangles. So by rinsing it out and conditioning it, it's just going to help it out um, immensely and you won't have any problems at all. So cool water and conditioner, any conditioner or pet conditioner? Well, pet condition is, is, is always best if you have it, um, which which okay. I would definitely recommend. Um, but if you have nothing okay. else, people condition is not going to really hurt all that much. Mm-hmm. It's still going to solve the problem for what you need it for because you're going to be rinsing it out completely anyway. Okay. But it will help your situation immensely. And, yeah, definitely get that out of the coat. And don't use any, any type of dry shampoos with that because you mm-hmm. could have a chemical reaction with the chlorine and whatever product you're putting on the oh. dog. Wow. So that's oh, why you want to okay. rinse with Whatever it is, away. And we go to Angela. Excuse me. Hi, Angela. How are you? Uh, hey, Fred. How are you? Good. I understand you want to talk to Joey Volani. Yes, sir. What's going on? 
Well, I've got a cat who just loves to be groomed to the point that uh, when I'm not home, my mother's taking care of her. Uh, you know, the cat meets her at the door, runs up on the, to the kitchen counter and jumps up there. My mother gives her a can of food, and she may or may not eat the food before she runs through the pet door into the garage and jumps up on the grooming table to wait for my mother to brush her. Uh, and I'm, I'm explaining all this because, you know, this is not a cat that doesn't like to be groomed. Uh, the problem I'm having is, you know, uh, the, the table is a plastic patio table and chair. Uh, the, I use, like, a rubber curry brush, like, really for a horse. Uh, got a couple of those because they really get the undercoat out really great. The hair flies. But the problem is uh, the cat is getting little shocks that I don't know about from static electricity. And, uh, you know, if I don't notice the tail twitch or the little kitty evil eye, uh, she thinks I'm intentionally doing it, and she will actually, you know, if I don't catch her little signal, she, she'll bite me. Is there any way to cut down the static electricity while she's being brushed? Because she'll sit there and, and love you to brush her for 20 or 30 minutes. Now, I, I got a question for you. It's a short-haired cat, obviously. Um, yes, sir. The, the, the table that you're using, you said, has a plastic top? It's a plastic, solid plastic table on a concrete floor. And I think that you actually get, get... I do have, you know, other brushes, but the majority of the ones I use are rubber. They just get the hair out really good. I think that you're getting the static off of the plastic off the table. But you know what? Instead of changing all that, I got a very, very simple solution. You know what? Okay. Dryer sheets, bounce dryer sheets. Uh-huh, yeah. What you're gonna, you, what you're gonna do is you're gonna take one of them before you groom your pet, and you're gonna rub the cat down with the dryer sheet. And what that's going to do, it's going to eliminate the static. So you're going to be able to brush and comb your cat with no problems. It's a trick that we actually use in dog shows in certain certain times of the year. Um, when it's a little drier out, you'll get more static. So what will happen is, is you'll get a lot more flyaway hair. And we do that as well. And absolutely, we'll take care of the static. Your, your, your cat won't be upset. You'll be happy. And it actually makes them smell good. Okay, great. Downey, you say. Well, like bounce. Bounce, any type of dryer, dryer sheets that you get, the ones, the sheets that you throw in the dryer, just put that. Okay, so any brand, just any dryer sheet. Should I I rub the plastic table with it, too, or just the cat? I would just rub the cat. I mean, it could it couldn't hurt. I mean, I've never rubbed down the table before, so I so I honestly don't know. But I know if you do if you do rub the cat with it, it will absolutely positively eliminate the static. Oh, thank you. You've made both me and my cat very happy. Good. <laughs> thank you. That, that's why I'm here to make you guys happy. Thanks for your call today. Let us know how that works. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hi, this is Prince Lorenzo Borghese on Animal Radio. Please remember to stay neuter your animals. Alan Cable, here's today's Scam Watch. A lot of folks are going to the internet to find themselves puppies. Folks like Dawn, who lost one of her dogs. On Thanksgiving. So she went online to find a new puppy. Came upon bestfriendhusky.com. She read all the testimonials on the website and felt comfortable with it. All of them said they would come back again and get another husky. She picked out one of the puppies and sent the breeder in Minnesota 500 bucks. But did the dog arrive? No. She sent another $905 that was supposed to be for a special 
heated crate. I finally realized that this is for sure a scam. The website was taken down and she never heard from the breeder again. Thousands of people a year who just want to get a new puppy are getting ripped off. We get tens of thousands of complaints on this. I would never get a puppy sight unseen. Many times the pet you fall in love with online doesn't even exist. It's just a picture off the internet. Dawn got herself a new puppy, but she also got scammed. He's an evil man. All of us here at Fido Friendly Magazine can't wait to get on the road again with our favorite Fido. We know that it's just not a vacation without our furry companions by our side. Start daydreaming now and visit FidoFriendly.com to scout out places near and far so you will be ready for your next adventure once it's safe to travel. That's FidoFriendly.com. Until then, stay safe and leave no dog behind. Uh, Tammy is out sick this week, unfortunately. Are you going to be doing news today? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's news. That's all I need to do. That should be fun. Oh, yeah. You want to stick around for that. Oh, yeah. Don't miss this. This is an Animal Radio News Update. Hi, I'm Judy Francis. Scientists keep on finding ways that animals and humans are more alike than different. The latest, that certain dogs, just like certain people, carry a gene mutation that results in little or no pigment to the eyes, skin, and hair. Researchers at Michigan State University found that albino Dobermans share the exact genetic mutation as people with albinism. And just like people with the condition, they have a high sensitivity to sunlight. Canines with the mutated genes also have a higher risk of developing skin tumors, much more than normal white dogs. You've probably seen that amazing video on YouTube of the family cat saving a four-year-old boy from an attack by a neighborhood dog. Turns out, the American Humane Association says that the dog bite situation is at epidemic proportions. Every year, over 4.5 million Americans are bitten by dogs. More than half of them are children. And these bites aren't always coming from the type of dogs you might think. Even a small, mild-mannered pooch can bite. What's the solution? The association says better education and awareness among dog owners and the public, along with better trained dogs. Our pets watch everything we do, but do they have an opinion on it? That's the gist of a new short from first-time director Patrick Osborne and Walt Disney Animation Studios. Feast is making its world premiere at the Annecy International Film Festival. It's the story of one man's love life as seen through the eyes of his best friend and dog, Winston, told bite by bite through the meals that they share. It will open in theaters in front of Disney's big screen adventure, Big Hero 6, in November. I'm Judy Francis. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Hey, don't forget, you can get your fix of Animal Radio anytime you want with the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Download it now. It's made possible by Fear Free Pets. Taking the pet out of petrified. Visit them at fearfreehappyhomes.com. As we were discussing earlier, animals, you know, they're they're so heroic and, I, you know, I just wish I could be as good as my dog. Well, you know, it's kind of survival too, Hal. Okay, well, when I get a cut, a paper cut, everybody knows that the first thing I do is I'll, uh, well, I'll send an email to everybody. And <laughs> I might go to the hospital, might go to the ER room, depending on, you know, my whim or the mood, the time of day, I'll Facebook everybody and let everybody know that I have a paper cut because it hurts. But animals, not so much. Dogs, they'll get hurt, and then they may not show that they're hurt to you. However, there is now research or scientific study that says that maybe when they're alone or in private, that they will indeed show some pain. Judy, 
I'm not sure if we have Dr. Annie Forsland with us. Doctor? Yes, I am here. Oh, good, good. How are you doing today? (laughs) I'm doing fine, thank you. And how are you? Very good. You have started uh, a home pet euthanization of Southern California organization. Yeah. Is is that correct? What is that? Well, my practice is uh, focused on helping pets uh, through their end-of-life phase. Um, So I I do pet hospice. So when they, the family decides that they no longer wish to bring their pet to the veterinarian's office because it is too stressful, too scary, or painful for the pet to be moved, that's when I uh, step in and I go and do some home visits to make sure that the pet is comfortable, that uh, pain management is very well uh, done so that the pet is very comfortable in his last little stretch. And then when the time comes, we very gently and compassionately say goodbye to the pet at home. Um, But one of the things that is um, a very interesting side of my practice is to teach um, the pet owners how to recognize when their baby is in pain, when their pet is in pain. And uh, that uh, generally lacks very much, you know, in the veterinary community and among pet owners. Um, and it's not because pet owners are mean or that they don't take care of their pets. It's because they don't know, you know. The uh, pet is not going to cry and moan and, and whine unless it's really, unless it's pretty unbearable. Yeah. Why is it they don't do that? Well, I, nobody knows really, but in my estimation, I believe that it is a survival mechanism. They are built tough in the wild if they display any sort of weakness or pain. Uh, then they set themselves up to be uh, prey to a predator or for the pack leader, if we're talking about wolves or canine uh, type of uh, pets, you know, pack, uh, pack animals. Uh, oftentimes it is the pack leader that will, um, you know, put an end to that very quickly and brutally. But it's nature's way of being kind so that the suffering doesn't get prolonged for um, you know, a long time. In having domesticated pets, uh, we provide them with food and shelter and medical care, and there is nothing wrong with that, but it also, in an already tough species, an already tough animal, it prolongs their suffering if they are not, um, if the pain is not controlled properly. Um, so, you know, it's very important to recognize little signs that um, would tell you that your pet is in pain. Well, we'll talk about those signs in just a second. There is research that says when these animals are alone or they think they're alone that they do show pain? Well, yes. There was a very interesting study that was made uh, with uh, pets that were uh, spayed. You know, we know that the spay appears to be a very routine and mild surgery, but it is an abdominal surgery. And any woman who's had a hysterectomy knows that it's a major surgery, (laughs) right? And uh, back when I graduated many, many years ago, um, we weren't particularly told to use pain management post-op on a routine surgery. Um, We didn't necessarily believe that they felt pain the same way as we do, but they do. And uh, research has found that the healing can be delayed if pain is not well controlled. But back to that study, they took a group of pets that were uh, post-op after having been spayed, and they put them in rooms with cameras on them so that we could observe what they were doing. 
And uh, there were some signs, you know, like the droopy head, the droopy, the droopy ears, uh, the pet maybe licking the area, the pet looking downcast, and possibly protecting the area of the painful area. And then the moment that a caretaker enters the room to bring food to the pet or to, you know, change a bandage or do something like that, uh, the pet instantly will change his attitude and act like there's nothing wrong at all. Tail wagging, will just go and greet the caretaker, and all of those signs of pain are gone. (laughs) Uh, If only men were like that. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. (laughs) Well, you know, I know Alan's the same way as I am. He'll actually get all his affairs in order, you know, will and everything if he gets a paper cut. Every day. (laughs) Every day. (laughs) So tell us, what are the signs we need to look for to see if our animals are in pain? Well, very early in the process, it can be pretty subtle. You know, they may be having a droopy head and droopy ears and their tail may be tucked and not as eager to play and not as being as social as usual, not enjoying their games anymore. And then it can progress, um, you know, the pet being um, having a little bit of lack of alertness and it can progress to having body tension, different parts of the body being tense sleeping in a certain way to avoid a certain body part touching the ground. Uh, One of the very interesting signs is um, you'll see some changes in their facial expression. They will get tense in their face, and a very interesting one is that dogs will get a sort of almond-shaped eyes. You know, their eyes, because of the facial tension Mm. and their facial muscles, their eyes will get pulled a little bit and, you know, they look like they have like almond-shaped eyes. And when I do pain management on dogs, that is a big sign that we're looking for. If, if the pet is displaying that, then the owners will, after we get them on proper pain management and they are comfortable, I often hear back from the owner and they tell me, I forgot what big, round, beautiful eyes he had. Wow. <laughs> what about know? pupils? I had a cat that I know was in pain. He was hiding underneath my kitchen table where he never sat. His pupils were really large. Is that a sign of pain? That can be, absolutely. That can be an, another thing in cats that is uh, an interesting sign is that their whiskers will get flat on their face. And oh. again, it is because of the facial tension. I yeah. guess it cannot be easy to be a veterinarian because <laughs> your patients can't speak to you. They can't tell you what's wrong. Can't tell you where the boo-boo they, is. You have to manipulate That's them right. just to find out where they get a, a, a reaction. That's right. MDs don't know how easy they got it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, this is good information to know. I'm going to put it up all over at the website at AnimalRadio.com. Dr. Andy Forslund joining us. Thank you so much. What's the uh, Home Pet Euthanasia of Southern California website if people are interested? Our website is HomePetEuthanasia.com, and we have a ton of information on our website that can help anybody in the world to um, uh, gauge their pet's quality of life, to see if it's time or not. Um, I built my website with a lot of caring and compassion so that we could educate families and make it easier for them to, um, in this super difficult time, which is the end of a pet's life. Sure, and it's a tough decision to make, and it's something that only you, the person, the guardian, can make that decision. But you can certainly get a bunch of information over at the website, and I love what you're doing. The fact that uh, we don't have to take our animals into a sterile hospital environment for the last few moments of their life. That's is... right. It's the kindest gift that we can give them at the end of their life. 
Attention sports fans, now you can watch every football game you want all season long without leaving your home with Dish for about 50 bucks a month. Compared to your cable bill, you can save almost $600 a year. Call right now and sign up for Dish and watch every football game you want. With Dish, there are no boxes to pay, plus get free installation as soon as tomorrow. If you call now. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch your favorite sports and channels on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Be one of the first 100 orders right now and get a free voice remote. Don't miss a single football game all year long and save a ton of money. Get a free voice remote and free installation as soon as tomorrow. But you gotta call All American Dish right now. Primarily for small dogs. You know, um, it started out just really for cats, but then I, you know, I have a smaller dog, so I said, you know, dogs are out more often, so it's tailored for both. What is this way? Is this going to be real heavy on my dog? You know, actually, I run my little uh, Chawiner up uh, <laughs> Iron Mountain. Now, <laughs> yeah, she's so cute, Maggie. Uh, I run her up uh, Iron Mountain with it, yeah, and uh, it only weighs six ounces. And no matter the um, the uh, size we go, whether it's a small or large, it's um, it's, it's pretty. It's going to be a pretty lightweight thing. Is there a story behind this? How did you invent this? What? Oh, this is the funniest. It's one of. The, it's a good story. Okay. I, we were hanging. We were at the house, and um, you know, out here in San Diego, especially in our area, we have a reserve. And with the reserve, you know, the coyotes they just they can they can burrow in anything, whether it's a. Um, a gopher hole, a groundhog hole, those get in them, they'll dig them out like six feet. You'll never know how close they are to your area. So there's been like a number of uh, coyote attacks. And since they're a hybrid species, they're mixed with the gray wolf. 20 years ago, they created a hybrid species. So they can hop like fences that are about 16, 17 feet high. Lately, they've been jumping into yards and taking people's pets. We're getting ready to take, the, I was going to take the dog out, and I was at my mom's house, and she said, 
she just, what are you going to do if a coyote grabs Maggie? You know, and my mom was really frantic. She's always so frantic, you know, so I just responded. I was respectful, of course. So I, I'll make a porcupine vest. And, you know, as I said those words, I must have choked on them. I ran to my computer, looked on Google. I put porcupine vest in. I put pokehine vest in. I put porcupooch. I couldn't find anything. I said, did you just, like, say something a little bit smart and funny, but make something good. I, I, I couldn't sleep. I stayed up until about 4 a.m. that night getting packs around the house, putting together a little vest for the dog. We just got her like a month ago. She was so tiny. So I grabbed like a um, a hand um, for when you rollerblade the, uh, the braces. I took like a little hand brace, put spikes through it, took it to my manufacturer and said, I need a way to make this safe. So can we put cushion over it? Uh, she's been working with Disney for about 20 years. She said, you got you have a winner. So I was like, I want to make this thing reflect light. I want it to poke. I want it to float. And if if it can talk, please make it bark. <laughs> How did you find a manufacturer? How did you know where to go? Well, you know, um, living out here in San Diego, one of the things that, you know, we're recognized for is, you know, the beach and the pretty weather. But what I will say is San Diego has a lot of resources. And if you're an entrepreneur and you just stay on your timely, you can find resources. And since I moved to San Diego, when my mom came down here, she, she made a really nice hair product. So this is kind of how I know how to be an inventor and take care of the paperwork. But when she came down here, she introduced me to the Inventors Club in San Diego, San oh. Diego's Inventors Forum. They meet on the second Thursday of every month, and it's at a medical clinic over in, um, off the 56. It's a really nice area. I would advise anyone who's in, into anything, inventor, manufacturing, advertising, video, if you have a service or a product, you can make some really good connections there. So just sitting in the back for, you know, going a number of years, but just, you know, I'm the younger, I'd be the youngest guy going. These are all older guys, gentlemen, women. They're really business savvy. They're up there. CEOs, how, you know. How old like are you? Anything. Um, I'm I'm 28. Okay. 28. Okay. How long so, have you been doing this, and how many have you sold? I've sold about 100 spike bites, and I came up with the idea about this time last year. What about Shark Tank? Shark Tank's coming to San Diego next month. <laughs> there you go. You're going to be there. I'll see you on I'm, Shark I'm Tank. Ready. Okay. Wow. I'm ready. <laughs> Let's uh, go out, go ahead and give out the website. What is it? Uh, it's spikebite.com. That's www. S-P-I-K-E-B-I-T-E dot com. And we'll put links to everything you've heard on today's show over at Animal Radio. Thank you, Johnny, for hanging out with us today. Hey, thank you so much and giving me the opportunity to let America know how they can protect their pets. Okay. <laughs> I want to send you guys a couple of spike bites down. Oh, that's very awesome. cool. We'll take a look at that. Definitely. Send me thank a wife you. bite. A wife bite? Yes. Just to keep your wife from being bitten by you? You can yeah, stop no, that on your own. Keep me from being bitten. Keep me from being bitten. I want my wife to bite me. Was that wrong? Well, that's all we have time for today. I want to thank you so much for joining us. I want to thank Dr. Ann Forsland, Dr. Darius Starks for filling in for Dr. Debbie today. Thank you. It wasn't that bad, was it? It was fun. I have to do it again. I also want to thank Kathleen Quinn Charleston from Pilots and Paws and Johnny Dumas for joining us from Spike Bite. Remember, you can download the Animal Radio app. It's a free download for iPhone and Android. Listen to the show and ask your questions of the Dream Team right from the app. Have yourself a great week. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. This is Animal Radio Network.